You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. Stay. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing and we are here doing another Smash Season 2, Episode 13. I am Tamara Berg. I'm joined in studio by Sarah Mendoza. Hello there. Kendra Cabasel. Hello. And we have Marissa Serafini at the booth. Hello, ladies. Kristen's not with us this week. John's still not with us this week. I don't know what to do with myself. I've got this whole side of the table all for me. <laughs> I'm thinking you dance the 20th Century Fox Mamba Oh, right I've got a chair, Agreed. so I could. <laughs> or you can slide over this way and we'll all... Just together. cuddle on one side. <laughs> that might be awkward. I'm just going to say it right now. Okay, I want to start off by talking about this episode. We've got we've got the two shows going on, building toward, as we all keep talking about the Tonys. But first I want to talk about Kathy Lee Gifford showing up on set um, for the rehearsal of or it was like a like a kids like a PR a broadcast thing, right? broadcast thing yeah. for um, Bombshell alright here's the thing Kathy Lee Gifford she wrote a show called Scandalous this is in real life mm-hmm. wrote a show called Scandalous it was the Tony nominees the real Tony nominees nominations came out today and the lead in her show Scandalous was nominated for Best Actress in a Musical. The woman's name is Carolee Carmelo. Mm. And she plays Kyle's mom in today's episode on Smash. Is that what? crazy? <laughs> That's like Inception. Full circle. It's Inception. crazy. <laughs> Glares of Inception going on. Because the show was on on Saturday and the nomine- nominations came out yeah. today. So, And of course, Kathy Lee Gifford, great friend of After Buzz. She was in Serial Buddies, the film that a uh, bunch of us were involved in over the uh, last couple of months it came out. So anyway, interesting little, like you say, just tie-ins yeah. and crazy connections with the awesome Kathy Lee Gifford. I feel like everybody in entertainment knows everybody. I know, it kind of seems that way, except they don't all know us. Why is that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we're We need to make something happen with that. (laughs) But we do have, uh, you know, tens of thousands of downloads on iTunes. Yes, we do. And hundreds of thousands, right, Marissa? Yes, we do. There are all kinds of That is right. (laughs) Millions, actually. Millions. Millions. Don't sell us short. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So let's talk about the status of the two shows. We'll start off with Bob. Michelle. Um, massive PR push is what they were doing today. Yes. Or t- and I keep saying today because 
please understand. We watched the show on Saturday. I watched it again today. We're doing the podcast today. So <laughs> well, forgive me if I don't get the day right. But this episode, it was all about the uh, the PR. They well, had, they did the Today Show. Did the Today Show. Which is why Ivy was teaching the students the Fox Mom, the yes. 20th Century Fox Mom, though. Was it yes. considered the Today Show, though? Yes. So she, they it did, even showed it yes. on the oh, okay. camera. They talked about it being normally, on the Today Show. Isn't she on another show? No, she's on the Today Show. She's just on the fourth hour uh, of the Today Show. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, a lot Sorry. of us are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. she's on the fourth hour of the Today Show. Okay. Um, also, Ivy was doing okay. I, the, this press stuff they were having her do was kind of crazy. She was actually doing a um, a sweater event at Macy's, <laughs> which just cracked me up. And then doing something later in the show, she was Eileen was confirming Ivy coming to the senior center out in Brighton Beach or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They were covering really? the demographics. Yeah. And then when Ivy's on the phone with Derek at one point, no, I have this. No, I have this. No, I have this. So right. she's, that girl was running and yawning. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, and she's moderating Q and A's. Yep. I thought it was a little bit weird that the star of the show was the moderator of the Q and A for the show, who was you know interviewing the director and the. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see how it, it sort of is, except she's a performer, right? Right. So she knows how to ask questions, talk people, get, you know, get things kind of mm-hmm. going, deal mm-hmm. with a live audience. I just felt like she should have been like part of the panel. One of the people being asked yeah. questions, not asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Good point. I think that's a fair point. <laughs> but again, I think probably what it was was they were sort of turning the turning the tables on the whole scenario because they were just trying to get her out there. Mm-hmm. Right. They just want to make a splash with the publicity mm-hmm. because they have a goal in mind. <laughs> yeah, because oh. apparently ticket sales have been low. Right. So Eileen and her, I forget her publicist's name, but they're, they're trying yeah. everything they can by getting them in the media for anything. Yes. So that more people pay attention. Yes, including a sweater event at Macy's. <laughs> Why all- not a nudity event since she's nude in the musical? It, it that was, would have oh, been... Good point. It was all very <laughs> convenient, though, to to dismissing Derek. It was helpful for her. Oh, yes. It was yeah. easier to do that than... Uh, no, Keeping okay. her busy, yeah. So sorry, I just don't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. But it was interesting to see how how sad he was about it. Yeah. Seemingly so, because he's a sociopath. But. I, <laughs> I liked seemed, it. But, you know, that always happens, though. Well, with guys and girls, you want what you can't, you can't have. have. It piques your interest more when it seems more mysterious and unattainable to you. Absolutely. I've been there. Oh, really? <laughs> Exclusive. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> so they're working on all of this this publicity, really trying, like you say, to get ticket sales up and checking out the competition. You know, find out relatively early on or a little ways in that Marissa Tomei broke her na- leg and Moonstruck is not going to be open on Broadway. Yes. That was going to be their big competition, they figured. Mm-hmm. Right? So then they hear about this little show called Hit List. Right. And Eileen says, I think I need to see this thing. I think I need to go check it out. Yes. 
Well, the the publicist too was encouraging her, right? Because everybody's going, you know, looking into their next projects yes. and what is Eileen going to do? Yes. So, you know, that kind of opens up the hmm. Maybe I should check out Hit List mm-hmm. since it's getting so much press, right? And she's got so many connections to it. You know, with Derek and, right. you know, Julia being involved with it. Again, it's all that everybody knows everybody thing going on. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something about it? Oh, no, right no. There? Sorry. Okay. No, I'm fine. But, you know, she says she doesn't have the money to back the show anyways. Right. So she goes to the show, sees that it's pretty great, and then also her, her and her publicist over you know is watching as well and overhears the other producers who were potential investors in helping it get to Broadway and they were saying you know I don't think so I'm not I'm you know it's it's edgy and I like edge but I don't think so and the publicist is the one who said no yeah I don't see it yeah but is she up to something no that's what I was gonna ask you I want yeah. you to tell me She's because you're the shady. one who always sees that in people <laughs> yeah I mean I, she just seems like she's up to something, but I, and I don't. I was gonna say earlier that um, Eileen, she has so many contacts. I don't, I don't know why it's so hard to find someone to invest in, in these shows. Well, you know, you have to figure she has put all of her resources into getting Bombshell mm-hmm. to Broadway, and yes, she has a lot of contacts. But she really remember she was having a hard time. She was struggling getting it to Broadway in the first place, getting Bombshell to Broadway in the first mm-hmm. place, and so you know, finding another show to come in. I, I would imagine it's incredibly hard. You know, and one of the things that you have to consider is it's, I mean, it is so expensive to get a show on onto Broadway these days. Everybody talks about it. They talk about how ticket prices for Broadway shows used to be absolutely attainable to the normal people. Mm-hmm. And now you can't even walk in the door for under mm-hmm. 100 bucks. Right. You know? That's true. And so, and as as stars become bigger and as the technology gets grander and all of that, it just continues the rise in ticket prices and the and or the rise in production costs, which results in higher ticket prices. So anyway, I think it's very difficult. I was thinking about this actually as I was watching today, knowing more the film and television business than I do the live theater business. It's so hard to get a movie made. It's so hard to get a TV. TV show made. And so I thought, you know, it's probably got to be the exact same thing because you think about how many people. Oh, there was the. Um, I'm just going to keep going, guys. I've got things to <laughs> no, say. Go tonight. ahead. I'm in a mood. <laughs> Lay it on us. There was an article that came out last week about the worst jobs to have. Did you guys see that? The, like the worst jobs in America to I have. No. And like number four worst job was actor. <laughs> oh no, I didn't see that. <laughs> it is a tough oh. business. So the thing is, is that if you think about all the people, you know, one of the ways that they calculate that is everybody who has their SAG card. Okay, mm-hmm. and how many of them are making a living at all? How many of them are making zillions of dollars, and how many are making hundreds of zillions of dollars? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something like ninety-five percent of the people who have SAG cards and are considered working actors mm-hmm. aren't making a living, right? At it. Mm-hmm. So then, if you if you take that same formula and put it on writers, and put it on set designers, and put it on you know, um, costume designers or whatever it is, every single aspect, it's the job that everybody's, you know, aspiring to within their field. And it's so hard to get these things made. So, you know, the idea of, oh, I'll just move my show to Broadway, which was what, we, what right. we've kind of been talking about with the Manhattan Theater Works going, you know, I think I'm just going to move my show to Broadway. I watched the show with John a couple weeks ago and I said, 
it's that easy? You just right. turn to somebody and go, let's take it to no, Broadway, and yeah. it just happens? Well, there's your implausible card again. Thank you, the implausible card. <laughs> because there are only so many theaters That's in right. America, and let alone reputable mm-hmm. theaters that people want their show to be on. And those theaters, just want, they want to put on shows that's going to make money. They want the butts Absolutely. in the seats, mm-hmm. and that's only if you know we we know the factors. If there's a star, if it's like a well-known you know musical connected to a star, exactly. If it's a story that people are going to relate to, if it's going to Scott was talking about it a couple weeks ago. The demographic isn't right. Mm-hmm. He was saying for Hit List, you know the the I don't know if he called them this, but like the gray hairs the, or the blue hairs, you know the people who are the season ticket holders or the people who have more money, they're going to need to see something on the docket for the season that they're going to be interested in. Otherwise, they're not going to buy their season tickets. True. Okay, so that's been, that's been my <laughs> diatribe. Yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> hey, I told you before we went on the air, I was in a mood. <laughs> we like it. It is coming out. Okay, so bombshell. Uh, what else do we have to say about that? Did we kind of go all about that? Oh, so then we find out the sales are up. Yeah. By the end of the episode. And that's because of what they think, maybe the media coverage that they've been doing. Um, it, it would directly correlate, I would think. Yeah, you know, so if your star is out there constantly doing things and people are meeting her, of course the curiosity level is going to rise. And I think she said 7% increase for, for tomorrow's mm-hmm. shows and, yeah. and higher than that. That's not a... You know, that's not a banner sales increase, but it is a steady, important, significant increase. Right. So it's a difference. Yeah. So things like that probably are what what made the ticket sales go up, wouldn't you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they I guess they had that formula of pub- publicity and mm-hmm. they uh, I mean, it worked. Right. Even though she's still up to something. I don't know why. Who, the publicist? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's helping it out, but at the same time. I don't, I don't know. Something's well, fine. it was my opinion that the two producers, when they started yes. talking about Hitless outside yes. after the show, mm-hmm. I didn't think that conversation was going to go bad until the publicist was kind of wielding Jumped it in, in that direction. Because uh-huh. they were like, so what did you think? You know, and it was kind of open-ended, like, you know, I right? liked it. But she stepped in. And she said, you know, she pointed out things that she felt like were bad about it. So, of course, their mind is going to naturally go there. Yes. And affect their opinion. Yes. Um, and obviously, her, her cause is to um, make sure that Hit List doesn't make it to Broadway. Right. So that bombshell doesn't have any competition. Because right now, there's no competition. And they don't want it at any time. Right. So. Right. Sorry. <laughs> what? I'm just listening. Yeah, I I mean, it seemed a bit dastardly. Yeah. I I totally agree. Good word. Um, And... Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it for for hit for bombshell. So let's go on to hit list, the mess and the nightmare that is hit list. (laughs) Where do we start? So we start with you know with Jimmy being late. and drunk and drunk oh, drunk or yeah drunk and exactly because it was a lot of tequila he said uh then they don't get the magazine cover because he doesn't show oh, it was so frustrating that they didn't get the cover i thought he'd get there in the nick of time and but even though even if he had been on time he was a mess yeah. so they wouldn't have i don't think they would have shot him anyway 
Yeah, well, it just shows it's just more evidence that Jimmy is an immature child in many facets of his the way he deals with his life. Yes, and it's amplified when he he's got his. Drunk. Yeah, he got his heart broken by Karen, yes. and he's like pretty much throwing a tantrum with alcohol, and just. He doesn't care. He has no regard for the hard work that Kyle and him and the cast and, you know, Derek and everybody put into making the show that they created or they wrote. Mm-hmm. Success, successful. Like right. he, he, ha- he doesn't care at all. He's just medicating at this point with substances. Multiple senses. And the thing Mm -hmm. is, you know, Jimmy keeps telling us that he he wants to change or he's a different person, a better person. But yet we still see him, you know, showing up late, not respecting other people, taking drugs. And whatnot. Mm -hmm. he's back to the same person. And he hasn't really given us the effort that he has changed. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a great point, Marissa. Like, way to prove to Karen that you can actually... She made the right decision. Yeah, like, you're you're basically just reaffirming her decision to dump you. Right. So, he's just just a big mess. He needs therapy. (laughs) I I always say this, but I feel like everybody needs a therapist, but he especially needs needs therapists. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and what ends up happening is they start to audition people for his understudy. Sam. Yeah. Sam! Yay! <laughs> I put, like, happy faces on my know, nose when it came like, on. On your screen? Exclamation points oh. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was, And he did a great job. He I, did. I mean, not that we expected any less. But um, did you guys want to see him as the uh, replacement? Well, I think he would do great. Yes. Okay. I would like that. The show would have a lot I just didn't really think about it, you know, down the road until right now. Because I think he's great. I just wonder if there's chemistry with Karen. I've never seen them sort of... Well, they're they're friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, he was in the ensemble. Right. In Bonchamp. Yeah. Okay, Frenchie. Sorry. I can't say it that way. Okay, you Canadian. No. (laughs) Well, yes. Ensemble. He's in the ensemble. Ensemble. I didn't say the, but, um, <laughs> no, I know that would be me making fun of you. I know. <laughs> uh, the sound effects. Like, <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what, do you? Would you like to see him in it? I think I would. I just I, there's something about Jimmy and Karen that works in that you know relationship, the, yes. the character relationship. So I don't know how it would look with the two of them, how it would seem. I think what that brings up for me when you say that is that there's this um, sort of complicated connection Mm -hmm. between Karen and Jimmy. And Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, because we know some of the backstory and exactly it adds some layers to their their connection. And I think possibly with Sam it's kind of squeaky clean. Exactly. Right? It yeah. might not be that as same. complicated, as as layered, as complex mm-hmm. as it was with Jimmy. Although, you know, he's an excellent actor. He could always he, he yeah. could always bring it up. Well, but it'll he, be very. It will be different. Yeah. There's something in Jimmy and Karen's relationship where they wouldn't even really be ha- like having to act to bring out right that extra element. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. It's because that's how their real relationship kind yeah. of is. Yes. 
I mean, he got lost in the performance. I know he was a little high, yes. but he, you know, he wasn't taking direction well, and but he was so entranced by um, Karen, well, right. her character, but Karen, because and and the words he was singing, I think everything kind of just was, you know, a, a representation of their real relationship. And mm-hmm. in, so. in, in fact, like. They were saying how he was deviating from the from yes. the actual blocking that, of the show, mm-hmm. how it was supposed to be, and had I not known that was an original block, original blocking, I I would have thought it fit because mm-hmm. it just seems so sincere cool. that he was in agony over Karen's character in the musical, right? Because that's what he was actually feeling in real life, right? Um, so so as Kendra said, it's 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 more natural. They don't have to do much work to get to that point where their characters are because that's mm-hmm. where they really are mm-hmm. in real life. Whereas with Sam, it really would be an exercise of of good acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be very interesting to see if they do put him in and and how he interprets it. Uh, we were going to talk about Jimmy as our th- third topic. We're kind of hitting, <laughs> hitting a lot of it here. as we're going. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but what, what happens next is that she falls, Karen falls mm-hmm. in the production and mm. it gets slightly injured and yeah. not good no a- any rehearsal or like live rehearsal or, or a live show or any rehearsal dress rehearsal it that is not good because that establishes trust within the cast members and if you know that um someone's gonna drop you that affects your chemistry and also your performance yeah right. and you're you're right exactly your ability to you end up holding back yeah and that's right can't. Sorry. Go ahead. Doesn't it translate to real life as well? Doesn't it yeah, complicate yeah. yeah, the the relationships outside of work, mm-hmm. I would think. And also when the incident happened where she fell back and he wasn't there and she hit the ground, he came over and rather than, you know, playing it off, he, he just he was just fumbling like, oh my gosh, Karen, I'm so sorry. And it's like, hello, you're still on stage. People can hear you now. They know this is a mistake. Well, yeah. except that she was shot. Right. You know. So he, but he, she said, "Karen, I'm so sorry." Oh, he said, "Karen." Okay, yeah. I, I actually was listening for that and then forgot to write down what his, the answer was because <laughs> I remember watching it tonight, going, "Wait, did he say Karen or Amanda?" Did he say it loudly? Like, could the audience well, hear? Well, he it, said or was it, it just for us to hear. Well, for me, I think the mics were off. Yeah, they well. didn't because you see those two um, when Jimmy goes to Karen, they're off stage, being mm-hmm. behind the stage. So I think the mics were off. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know which. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, um, la- so later in the, after that that performance, Jimmy gets fired. We can talk about his um, declaration a little later when we get to that topic. <laughs> but the the ultimate um, result is that he gets fired, um, and then we end up with Derek and Karen sitting in the bar, mm. and and. Mm-hmm. He said to her, it didn't occur to me that it wouldn't ever go to Broadway. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because I guess, you know, this guy who's so used to working on Broadway, that's a lot of the reason why he would he would feel that way. But did you guys, you know, did anything resonate with you when they were having that conversation? I mean, I just thought because Karen was you know involved in it and she can do no wrong that's probably why he was thinking that oh he was sort of hitching his wagon to her star yeah I think so and also I think when you have big dreams big intentions like that there's no sometimes well 
for for a lot of people when you don't leave room for doubt it's actually what drives it there and makes it happen mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have read the book the secret but that's what it's about like you just align your thoughts with mm-hmm. i'm going to make it to broadway i'm going to make it to broadway and then you make it happen mm-hmm. with your actions mm-hmm. so i was just thinking that 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 was the mindset that he had during this process and he was making it known to Karen like he he didn't doubt it at all but now that reality is hitting like huh maybe it won't happen are you saying Derek has read the secret I'm, pr- I'm gonna say <laughs> he no. might have I the paradigm so. within him but I don't know that he actually read the book I think he's a guy who's so used to going to Broadway yeah. that he was just on the path of what he was used to doing. Yeah. Or he read the Cliff's Notes. I, I think perhaps. it's that Derek realizes the talent that he's working with, and they have the potential to mm-hmm. go to Broadway. Therefore, he thought it could go to Broadway. But if the cast, if the the cast members and the actual hit list got their ish together, <laughs> it could go to Broadway. Okay, Jimmy, yeah. yeah, gets his stuff together. <laughs> Jimmy's the cast. Well, I know. I assume that the qualifications for getting nominated for a Tony is that you are in a Broadway theater, right? I mean, they they don't yeah. they, don't, yeah. <laughs> they don't do equity waiver theater and get nominated for Tony awards. No. So, spoiler: it's gonna go to Broadway because they're gonna get nominated for a Tony. Okay. Spoiler! Spoiler! That's just because we read the news about the show. Um. Okay, so Hit List does at this point isn't going to Broadway. At this point. At this, at this point. point. Yeah. Except like I said, but boy it's go. does Eileen look interested. She mm-hmm. looks haunted was the word I wrote. Yeah, oh, that's good. Cuz she's holding the Hit List playbill, looking out the window after the sh- in her office and looking at the bombshell um, poster poster on you know one of the S- Times Square, Square or whatever buildings yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel like she's thinking maybe Hitler should be up there but what a struggle to be in yeah right so you're sitting there going awesome I'm gonna get nominated for a Tony <laughs> Award it is in the bag except there's this other show that I think is really amazing that I could help get to Broadway which I could be also the hero of that show mm-hmm. But then compete with myself being on Broadway. Which yeah. wouldn't be the first time, according to... Who said that? Derek? No. Yeah. No. It was Scott. It was Scott that said Scott. that, I think. It wouldn't be the first time someone bet against themselves. Right. It was Scott, right? Yeah, and I don't see where there's a downside to that. that. Thank you. Yeah, like, okay, you've got both two shows in Broadway. The and two best shows. The two best shows, and one of them's going to win. So either either way, you're winning. I guess the only challenge for her is, like, where the heck is she going to get the money? Exactly. Mm-hmm. How do I get my resources to work to cover all of this? Yeah, she can't hit up her ex-prison boyfriend for right. money anymore. Or her ex-husband. Or her ex-husband. And that publicist is not going to help that she... Or the New York Times reporter because she totally right. jilted him. Right. But maybe the ex-husband will get involved because he's, again, competing Once again, with trying, to, trying yeah. to win her back or crush or, her. Yeah. <laughs> at the same <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. He needs to get a new, a new hobby a new- back. <laughs> Seriously. He's obsessed. <laughs> He is so obsessed. He is like Derek, like what Derek is doing with Ivy on like crazy steroids. Let's talk about iTunes, shall we? Let's talk about iTunes. We We, love iTunes. We do. We love hearing from our listeners. 
and our viewers. We get lots of comments. There's a lot of Team Ivy versus Team Karen going on. There or, is a lot. Yeah, or like Karen should be Derek with Derek or Ivy should be with Derek. And we love hearing what you have to say. And it, you know, it helps us know what you guys want to talk about. And so log on to iTunes as you have been. Tell us what you think about the episodes. Tell us what you think about what we thought. Um, we like to debate, as you can tell on the show. So we'd love to debate with you. Also go to um, After Buzz TV and watch us live. And you can chat with other people on the chat roll and see what they're thinking. Yes, I have a couple of comments that I just want to bring up. Um, one of them, Joseph Fabier said, I just realized that the cancellation of Smash means the end of this after show. Sad Aww. face. Aww. Thanks. We don't want it to end. We want the show to get better and be renewed for a third season. We're with you on exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we're archived. <laughs> you, you can, can just listen keep watching and listening all you want. <laughs> <laughs> the bright side. Um, also, you know, we do other after shows here. So if there are yeah. there are particular people on the after shows that you like, follow them, and you can find out what other shows they're doing. This thing off and Downton Abbey. Um, oh, was that me? <laughs> New- newsroom. Newsroom. Oh, excuse, excuse me. me. Newsroom. <laughs> newsroom over here. Actually, both of us. Right. One of the other comments that I did, two, two other that I wanted to say was this is from uh, I think it's Aaron Conlon who co- comments a lot said um, she's great that she didn't like Kyle and Tom getting together in last Ew, episode. Gosh. She said we the agree. Pa- the power dynamics between them are ridiculously skewed, and that squicks me out to no end. <laughs> I just <laughs> liked that word and had to say it. I have stars next to Kyle and Tom in my notes. Yeah. Like sad stars. Right? And then one more thing. Star, <laughs> uh, another name that I can't pronounce, said, here we go. I think Jimmy will get killed off. And that was before <laughs> this week's episode. They put oh that up before God. this week's episode. So I just want to drag overdose. I want to ask them what to, to comment again on this week's show, but tell us how they think he'll be killed. Right before throw, throw out there. before Saturday. Yes, because yeah. we may find out on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, comment before Saturday. I, I also Please. would like to point out one of our other comments from Sue May, who says, "I'm with Sarah." I like the dynamic between Ivy and Derek. And okay. I would just like to reiterate that because I'm still all about that relationship. Okay. <laughs> it's, the, it's the never-ending debate. Yes. It is the never-ending debate for sure. <laughs> okay. So now let's talk about Tom and Julia. The, the, oh I was I read one person reviewing this who, who talked about this <laughs> argument as if it were high school drama, which... You know, quite frankly, is how I feel about a lot of the problems in the show. We talked about it a yeah. lot last season that a problem would come up in in minute four of the show and be resolved by minute like forty six, and <laughs> it was too easy. I mean, things were just resolved too easily, and this is one of those ones that was just like, really, can't we just talk about it and get through it instead of doing all these crazy backroom shenanigans? So we opened with. Uh, Uh, Eileen spilling it to Tom that Julia is writing The Great Gatsby as a play without him. Good for her. Yeah. (gasps) Tom's stunned and amazed that she's going to walk away from him. So then, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I mean, I think it's what you're getting to. Go for it. He conveniently lost the other gig, and that's why he's feeling this way. 
Right. It's um, one of my one of my sisters talks about the Twilight movies like this. I love you, but you can't love me. I'm a werewolf. But I do love you, but he can't love me. I'm a werewolf. <laughs> and it's little hand puppet, puppets for those of you who are not watching us on YouTube. And so that's Minus what I the feel puppets. like. The, yeah. Well, hand puppets. Hands as puppets. And that's what I feel like this conversation is. I'm doing Gatsby. You can't do Gatsby. But I love doing Gatsby. But you can't do Gatsby. I mean, that's what I feel yeah. like. It's, yeah. it's a kind of silly argument. Yeah. Although, valid points mm-hmm. as we're going through it. But the way it's being rolled out seems yeah. kind of silly to me. Marissa, do you have a comment on that? Oh, I agree because when Tom found out he acted kind of jealous because that yes. is their um, favorite story that they always wanted to do. But the thing is that Tom accepted City of Angels before and mm-hmm. didn't tell Julia. That's right. So it's just like what goes around comes around Fair again. Game. Right. And it's just so unbelievable to me that these two um theater professionals would have gotten as far as they have being that petty and immature when it comes to these kinds of dealings. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's your private conversations and there's your public conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And even if if you're mad at your partner in private, you're not going to go make a big, like, high school drama fuss about it in front of people at a QA and a like they did tonight. Oh, good lord. That was... But implausible flag. I just yeah. cannot believe that they... Because that not only makes you look childish, it also is in front of all the people that you want to impress. Mm-hmm. It's audience members, it's producers, it's... People you, you know, want to see the show. People who are going to potentially back you in the future right. and hire you. Who is going to be that foolish? Yeah. I was hoping it was a dream sequence. Maybe this entire series has been a dream sequence. Uh, Oh, that could be. And then then Karen wakes up at the end of the series and she's going to the audition. And then Ellis walks in. Oh my God. And then it's a nightmare. (laughs) It was just very unprofessional on their part. It was. Um, yeah, and, you know the, the one thing that I could, I can say is that clearly they both are feeling like they're at an impasse, and and because when people air their dirty laundry like that in public, it's because they feel there's no other way to do it. And so, you know, not that I'm not that I'm going to advocate either of their behavior, but I can say that's an explanation for why they would have done it, because they feel like they can't get anywhere else. Because, you know, she says, well, I optioned the play. And he says, well, yeah, you option or the book. Well, yeah, you optioned it with our company name, which means I own half of it. It's like, oh, point for Tom. Yeah. You know, and what else could they have done? What, uh. You know, the lying, they they didn't kind of plan it together, so it would have come out to sound silly, I think. You know? What, what do you, no, what do you mean? Give they, me more. If they were to lie at the Q&A, I mean... Oh, I see. It wouldn't sound right. Like, oh, no, everything's great. No, yeah, we're doing this next. Like, but everything what, would... It would be a lie. What about just saying, we haven't figured it out yet, what our next move is? You know, I guess that be would be boring to TV. Oh, look at you, Sarah, being so professional. It would be boring TV, but and like right, that would have been the thing to do. Boring television. All right. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> Wait, was it being televised? Or was it just... No, it would make boring oh, for, sh- for the show. show for oh, Smash. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was inside. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get You're in the yeah. world. Oh, really? Are we talking about a TV show? <laughs> no, this is real life. But uh, the, the place where the conversation really kind of came together for me was after the Q&A, and they really sat down, and Tom says, You're unhappy. You've been auditioning new partners for six months. Oh, gosh. And he says, And I've been taking care of you for six months. 
And then she says, well, I didn't ask you to take care of me. And he kind of went, yeah, but that's what partners do. And then she says, the nail in the coffin, this is the first thing that has made me really happy in years. And he said, well, there we have our answer. I mean, that was that was the conversation that really had all of the elements to me in it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys did you guys have any thoughts about it? Right. Well, I mean, I think that I think that Tom just took it really personal. He made it about him. The fact that she hasn't been happy. He he made the reason him. Whereas, well, yeah, maybe it's just Julia hasn't had a project where she really felt like connected to like she would with Gatsby. Yes. You know, so I I think he just was really sensitive about the way he received it. I agree. And I also think that she was not just saying, I haven't been happy at work. She's been saying, I haven't been happy in years. Right. You know, there have mm-hmm. been problems at home. There have been, you know, all these mm-hmm. things. Good. The, the, the issue with her, um, you know, the lover and the slippery couch. <clears throat> all these <sighs> things happening. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And so... She's she's not been happy for a while, but the way Tom took it, he took it to mean, and it all comes back to this right here, you know. Right. So he crystallized it where she probably didn't mean it that way, but I mean, if I were going to be in an argument, that's how I'd put it. Do you think if um yeah, it's Kristen calling in actually? Oh really? Yes. Oh, nice. Kristen, are you on the phone with us? Hello. Oh, we lost no. no, no, no. Aww. We thought we had Kristen call on the phone back. with us. But I, she'll call back. Yeah. What were you going to say about... Um, I was going to say, if it was uh, a different play Julia was doing, do we think Tom would be reacting the same way? Because the one, that, question. the one that he was doing wasn't a lifelong dream of theirs. True. But she went, you know, and kind of got revenge with, with something that they were both into. Even though she did offer it to him at first, mm-hmm. but... He was busy at the time. Right. Well, I do think that that complicates the matter. Yeah. You know, if she was just doing a play, he would then feel kind of, you know, professionally, not betrayed. I think that's, insulted is a better word. Professionally insulted. But then when we're talking about Gatsby, the one thing that was their dream, then then that feels more like a betrayal, Mm -hmm. I think. Because that's how they fell in love. Right. Dreaming about making that play one day together. Exactly. That was their little baby that they wanted to do. And I think no matter what, he would have been upset, but not to this level. Oh, there she is. There she is. Hey, who do we have on the phone? Miss <laughs> Kristen Carroll, is it you? Yeah, it's me. Hi. Hi, hey. Kristen. Hi. I'm watching you guys, and it's delayed, so it's confusing me for a <laughs> turn, turn off. Don't the watch. Just no listen. Technology, <laughs> I'm going I'm to step away from it. I just got home. I was trying to call you guys from the car because my event got let out early. So. so you haven't heard what we've been talking about to this point, right? A little bit. The people in the chat were being awesome and touching me up slightly. So. Oh, excellent. Ooh. Nice. I like that. <laughs> So we talked about the status of the two shows. We talked about Tom. We're talking about Tom and Julia right now um, and their breakup. We were just saying that or Kendra brought up. Go ahead. I'll just say it. Okay. No, Kristen, I was saying um, had Julia's project just been any old other play and not The Great Gatsby, would Tom Mm -hmm. and Julia have been in the same boat right now with their relationship I think he still would have been kind of PO that she would go without him even though he was planning on it 
And what I was thinking was, well, why doesn't he just direct The Great Gatsby the whole time I was watching it? Why is he getting so mad about it? He can still get involved in some other way. And I was proud of Julia, actually, for standing up to Tom. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but, but that's how I was feeling watching it. I thought he was kind of a baby during all of it. He wants to do more directing? He's going to have a new play from like, his best friend. Yeah, I mean, I I saw the the way I was seeing this argument, and part of the reason why I feel like it was kind of a high school argument is that the there are so many good solutions that make everything resolved that um, it seemed to me like it it, it, it it's a manufactured. A complication, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. one of them could easily swallow their pride and do the show they've been dreaming about doing for 20 years or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. Or, like you say, Tom, why don't you direct the show? I mean, there are so many choices that would make everybody win. Right. Why are we choosing losing choices? I, I really feel like since Tom mentioned you've been, or he thinks that Julia's been auditioning, you know, another partner for the past year, mm-hmm. he's He's probably just really jealous that she's jumped into this with Scott, so he feels replaced. So it's either he she does it only with Tom, or she does it only with Scott. Yeah, she's the, he's not going to share the partnership. He because he did suggest directing, right? Or or am, am I mistaken? Directing Gatsby? Yeah, did he? I thought he did. I don't remember that at any point. I don't either. Maybe I missed it. Or participating in some way. I I think the thing was, if he was going to be involved, Gatsby would then be a musical because Tom would be there to help write the music. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But since he's not involved, she's deciding to make it just a regular play. Right. Mm. Yeah, because she can't write music. I think would actually work better for the piece anyways. And I'm sure they do a great job as a musical, but I think it's it's more play-driven, the whole book. Mm, you know, I, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure how I feel about that because on one hand, I think that the, the, the sort of spectacle of opportunities within that show could really lend themselves to being expressed through music, mm-hmm. but by the same token, and, and, you know, even though musicals are so much more expensive to mount, they're more popular. Mm-hmm. On right. Broadway than straight That's plays true. are, but but I but I hear your point really really well that maybe it is better suited just as a straight play. That's right. I mean, I read the book in high school. I, you guys probably had as well. And then I think I'm being skewed because seeing the trailers for the Great of Gatsby, course. yeah, the movie, yeah. The huge production value <laughs> yeah. of that. I I, I I think I would want to see it as a musical. It just looks like a yeah a more interesting piece that way. I thought it I think it would be interesting either way. It's just a different style of seeing that book being put on stage cuz I don't think it's been done before. No. I don't on think so stage, either. Right. Me I personally no, I, I would I, I would like to see it as a musical cuz I love musicals, yeah. but you could go either way. I mean, if you put music to a Shakespeare Shakespeare play like yes, it wouldn't be like the classic Shakespeare Shakespearean regular play that Shakespeare intended it to be, but I still think I think that would be pretty cool to add music to it. You yeah. know, it's just the way you're doing it. Throw Sean Hayes in there. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's available now. Right. (laughs) One of the things that Scott said really kind of hit me in the gut with this one, though, was he said he turned to Julia at some point, kind of in the middle of things, and he said, "This was, I think, at the moment where she was getting ready to tell him, I can't, 
do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I have to bring Tom mm-hmm. back in. And he said, but this thing that you're writing is inspired. It's so good that when people are doing, produ- you know, when high schools and other people are doing productions of The Great Gatsby, they're going to be u- doing your mm-hmm. interpretation. That's how good it is. And boy, talk about like Goosebumps. appealing to somebody's oh. <laughs> ego right. and the work that they're doing and and your legacy that you're leaving. You know, I thought that would be extremely attractive to Julia. Yeah. But does he think she she can't do that with Tom? Or he's just... Scott doesn't think so, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be their legacy together if Scott were involved. But, I mean, not Scott, Scott and Julia, Tom, do you mean? If Tom were involved. But Scott is just... His uh, ego is involved. Honestly, guys, if Julia had not betrayed Scott years ago yeah. in a similar fashion, yes. I would have much rather she stayed loyal to Tom, regardless of what she had told Scott now. Um, because that's somebody that she's been working with for so long. They have a deeper relationship than just professional. It's also personal. I feel like that's something that's very important to to nurture and to keep going. Um Personally and professionally. So, you know, I think it's just because she's so guilty that she did it to him before that she wasn't going to go back on it again with him. Wow. Okay. That's a big, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a big step for her to take. I mean, you know, leaving well, your, go ahead, Kristen, what were you going to say? Oh, so I, I was going to say, I think another part of it was too, that goes through her head is that, Although she's happy with how Bombshell turned out, she wrote a whole different version that Tom mm-hmm. sent in the old script for, and he liked that better. So maybe there's also something that way where she is thinking, you know, maybe we are starting to have some creative differences. I wrote, you know, people were saying it was one of the best scripts that she had written in her life, that new version. And, and no one Tom ever, and it really kind of didn't get to see the light of day because of Tom. Exactly. So maybe she feels like, I don't want to make that same mistake again. I think that's an excellent point, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm smarter when I'm uh, apparently on the phone. <laughs> well, have you Not the true, phone? but that was an excellent point. <laughs> I have somebody here feeding me lines this time. So. <laughs> Stop it's, it. it. It's our lovely chat roll people. <laughs> Stop it. That's and not yeah. true. <laughs> I'm just feeling their idea. You're just reading the chat roll. <laughs> uh. I, actually, I had to put my computer down because, like, it was throwing me off so much. Yeah. When I was talking, guys, it's just kidding. I've they seen have that. Yeah, I know. At the moment. I know how that is. I know how that is. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about... We, we. I want to talk a little bit more about Jimmy at this point. We talked a lot about... Um, yeah. <laughs> We talked about, you know, his drunken disorderlies and all of that. Um, But being fired and about being fired. Let's talk about his performance in the bar (laughs) after he gets fired. Well, I mean, if I'm Karen, I'm sitting there like, thank God I broke up with this guy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's almost like. He's so ridiculous, this whole episode. It's like, might as well. Like, this is so in character for you right now. Like, yeah, Jimmy would do that. 
and like bash everybody that he's been working of with. Of course, and blame everybody else yeah. for all of his problems. But he's the one that's making himself look bad. Not uh, anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was completely like overly selfish of him to also drag people down under the bus with him. Yes. And we talk to, about yeah. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom. He, Let's he, do it. He, he, just for a minute. Let's do it. He totally just like, oh, he ratted him <sighs> out. And that's not what friends do. What? Kendra, say and it. For God's sake. Three times. <laughs> was that on air? That was, he did that on, on the bar, right? He talked about how it was three times. Yeah, they've hooked up multiple times. Yes. It's not just once. I I was yeah. shocked. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I didn't see Kyle to huh. be the type to cheat, one, to cheat on his boyfriend, and two, to do that with his boss. Well, but we never see them actually together. We just see them going out, having a couple drinks, and that's it. Who's right? Everyone's going to make the assumption that they did sleep together. No, no, he said they, because he confided in Jimmy for some reason. And, yeah, and he's, mistake right there. <laughs> Gosh. And, and it was disclosed that it happened More several than times. Once, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Just, I'm just so disappointed in Kyle. Gosh, what the Star- heck is- He said he was starstruck and Well, that's the thing drunk. I wanted to bring up. Yeah, exactly. Starstruck and drunk. Yeah. Bad combination. Several yeah. times. And I just but think that's... Was he didn't look that drunk. I'm just, no. I didn't think he looked at all drunk when he made that decision. Neither did Tom. And yeah, what, yeah, I don't what know was, how they are drunk. What but was Tom? And yeah, an and where, where is Tom's <laughs> head at? Because way to be professional, Ugh. Um, you're, you're like... You're di- You're at the. You're the boss, right? Right. <laughs> What's he doing in the show? I forget. Now is he directing? In Hit List, he's the writer. He's, he's the writer. The okay. I was trying to think about what he does for this <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, abuse of power, right there. Wait. Uh, yeah. But if you think <laughs> about poor judgment, it, t- Tom. You know his relationships aren't going well. Him and Julia aren't going well. That's Him right. and Ivy just had a fight and they're still trying to make amends to that. So Tom's looking for another person just to confide uh, in and have uh, a yeah, relationship but, with. Or, uh, yeah, or at least or even just, just to have to some to. connection and comfort yeah, from. Yeah. He can do that without doing other things. He has a boyfriend. Kyle has a boyfriend. Yes, he does. Well, they're both not making <laughs> the best decisions right now. Their heads are not in Blake. the right place. Blake is his name. Blake, Blake is the boyfriend. Blake right? is the well, boyfriend. Ex boyfriend. Right. Said, Don't ever yeah. talk to me. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for Blake. Well, <laughs> I was excited we know that he had Tom, lines. In this I don't one. think Tom knew he had a boyfriend. So it really, I mean, it's really put on Kyle. Yes, it is. For, for that mistake. Mm-hmm. And I usually, I agree with Kendra, I usually like Kyle. And mm-hmm. kind of a, this is a huge, huge mistake yeah. for him to, to do. And although Jimmy shouldn't have said it, I feel like, especially, I mean, the nice, the truth always comes out. So if he's hiding it, and yeah, it shouldn't come out by your best friend, but especially all the stuff that he's done for him, but he did a really bad thing, and, you know, you have to pay for it a little bit. He shouldn't be mad at Jimmy too much for doing it, because if he wouldn't have done this bad thing, it couldn't have ever been said. Right, there are repercussions. Yeah, there are consequences to what he's doing. Well, and then the next thing that happens is that Kyle decides, okay, that's it. I'm. We'll talk about the song, but he starts singing that the song, "The Last mm-hmm. Goodbye." Drops Jimmy's mm-hmm. stuff off at his brother's house, Adam's house, and then turns a corner, and there are lights, and oh my god! <laughs> and then smash, <laughs> and smash. 
Smash. That's, <laughs> sorry. Crash smash. Or it was just like a police officer with a flashlight. No, that okay. was a car. <laughs> that was a car. Optimus can Not even gonna happen that way. Two Kendra. officers with two flashlights. <laughs> Very large flashlights. Or it was a g- dream sequence. Mm, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, ugh, do you think they just have like this wheel in the writers' room that's like, what can happen? To, <laughs> what can happen to Kyle? Let's spin it. Oh, okay. Dream He's gonna sequence. be hit by a car. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't had somebody near death yet. Let's. Right. Except for that couch. But um, oh, oh, yeah. Couch. Season one, the slippery couch. <laughs> it, it was kind of. I mean, I guess um, Uma Thurman's character got uh, sick and got rushed to the hospital, but yeah. this is actually. I don't think he's going to. If, if anything, he'll be in like critical condition in the hospital and they'll all visit him and stuff, but I. I don't think they're just going to, like, kill him off. Well, they didn't give it away with a uh, funeral. And nobody looked devastated in upcoming episodes. But uh, mm-hmm. they're not good at giving us stuff. They're really good at the red herring. Well, good or bad, depending on how you want to look at it, with the red herrings on this show. Yeah. Well, I think uh, this is going to be the thing where... Um, Hopefully, Jim Jimmy starts to appreciate his relationship with Kyle a little bit more, and how much Kyle has done for him. Mm-hmm. That the song mm-hmm. that he's singing, which we'll talk about more in a bit, but it's it Kyle's singing about you know how much he's done for Jimmy and cared about him, but now it's time to say goodbye. And you know, let's just talk about that song right now because oh. we're going to go into him anyway. So yeah, go ahead. Well, the song is about, you know, it's their last goodbye. He's yep. basically saying that their friendship, their relationship is over. And, it, you know, it, it hints at the fact that Kyle's feelings run a little bit more deep than friendship. Yep. And um, Jimmy obviously does not has not reciprocated those feelings. And he also doesn't really value the friendship enough to, you know, like put him on blast like he did in the bar and respect all the work they put into for this, this play. Um, so during that song, like for me, I'm just like, I felt so sad for Kyle because he has done so much, their entire relationship. Yes. And Jimmy's just been so selfish the whole time. Yes. And you would hope that they would be able to reconcile and continue their friendship. But now that he's, you know, hit by a car, like, Jimmy may or may not, they may or may not have that chance anymore. So right. I just found that to be so heartbreaking. And did you think that it was well presented in the song? In the song, yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's why um, Kyle packed their photo booth picture when he was packing Jimmy's stuff. Did you notice that? Yes. That's what do you mean that was why? As a memento, oh, you mean? To, yeah, to allow Jimmy to kind of have that with him and remember what their friendship is about. Yeah. I, I noticed he packed that. Was, yes. I thought it was interesting that he didn't want to keep it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> so there there was like a, a cliffhanger um, in the media the last couple of weeks where two guys kiss, one of them is straight, and I was thinking <laughs> that it would be Jimmy and Kyle, and I feel like this could be like the events leading up to that possibly happening. Oh. Am I far off? I don't know. But. Okay, I keep trying to get you on track. I'm just going to say it. We need to talk about the song. I'm sorry. I'm so Last bad. goodbye. Because we're <laughs> over time already. We haven't even covered the songs. We haven't done news and we haven't done predictions. Okay, 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 okay so sorry, here's sorry, what I'm going to say. I thought it was heartfelt. I liked it. I thought it was. I, I liked how it was kind of rocky with the string, rock e with a y with the strings. Um, and there was a line in there. I want you to kiss me out of desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else's thoughts mm-hmm. on the song? Quickly, laser. 
focused? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> we agree. We Anyone? agree, Tamara. Okay, then we're going to go on to the 20th Century Fox Mambo reprise. Cute, fun choreography. Mm-hmm. We saw it in season one. Yeah, it was cute. Liked it. Kathleen I like Gifford, seeing right? it again. I think it's good. There was a just not enough amount of time in yeah. between the last time we saw it. And it's fun to see it in a little bit of a new light. It was fun to see Kathy Lee take on a, a small little cameo yeah. with it as well. And yeah. and kind of see them tired, too. I mean, they've been doing the whole PR trail yeah. for a while now. And it's it's cool to see it. It's been a while since... And I liked all the old bombshell stuff a lot. A lot of uh, yeah, I, I did, too. It was nice to see it. And, um, yeah, and I thought it was fun. Uh, then the song, Don't Let Me Know, which I called the iPod dance <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> the iPod dance. Uh, the duet between Karen and Jimmy. The choreography mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. The way she was kind of um, oh, directing, directing people yeah. from up above. Uh-huh. I liked that. I liked the harmonies. Anyone else's thoughts on the song? Were you, were you saying that like it was like a commercial? The lyrics... Um, Huh? iPod dance? You said? No, they were dancing with iPods. Oh, oh. Or iPads, rather. iPads. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they were that doing a lot of dancing. that they have where they all dance with that um, iPad with the keyboard. Yeah, and then um, and then at the end, or somewhere in they there, there's one person the, one that mm-hmm. and swipes it, and it ends up like being her that. nose and stuff. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. Again, with the lyrics um, often matching what's actually happening with the people that are singing them. Yes. Um, Karen says, you won't pull me close, but you can't let me go. And it's just speaking to the fact that, you know, they both have like, they can't, there's a wall. There's still a wall there that hasn't been broken down with the both of them. And that's why they're unable to go on in developing their romance. Mm-hmm. Plus Jimmy's an idiot. <laughs> That's okay. a big wall. Yeah, exactly. Big, big ugly wall. Um, okay, and then the last song, the, or the the last song of the show, not in the show, but the last song that we're going to talk about is the goodbye song with Karen and Jimmy and the cast. It's the one that we opened our podcast with. Very poppy, very foot tapping. Um, I liked the counterpoint solo that Karen had because it was you know really really going, and then they would stop and have her solo. Um, the choral end I really liked sounded a lot. Like seasons of love from Rent, yeah, you know? yeah, um, you know, really the ooh ooh is very anthem e. I really liked mm-hmm. it. I'm thinking about buying it on iTunes. <laughs> I liked it too. <laughs> I like I like the energy of the song. Yeah, we started off our podcast nicely because yes, of that song. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, okay. I agree. It was really good, and I think that was um, a perfect song for for Karen's character at that time and um, it was funny because I don't I usually am very team Karen I didn't like her singing in the other song earlier with Jimmy Uh I felt she I think she was supposed to be a little bit more of um, not emotional at all in either one of those songs but I felt that there should have been a little bit more at least in her acting in the first one, but obviously it suited really well for the second one because she has shot and all that kind of stuff. So, okay, okay, let's talk <laughs> news. We have some news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was. Do you hang I up just on have Kristen? A, a little. Yeah. 
a little a lot of stuff going on (laughs) (laughs) just a little um, blurb of news I have um, that NBC announced that the second season finale for their musical drama Smash will air on Sunday May 26th at 9pm Eastern Pacific um, as opposed to Saturday it's been airing on Saturdays the finale will be on a Sunday and they're going to run the last two episodes together aren't they or are they doing the the episode before on Saturday and the finale on Sunday? I'll have to dig that the up fin- for you. All I got was, but uh, or maybe in the other article I sent you, did it say that? I, I, there, I read it somewhere. I thought that they were they were going to run them back to back or at least Sunday, close. To I think it's going to be all on Sunday, but I'll double check it for you. Yeah. Um, also, Sarah teased this a little bit, but we say what, what is the what's the. Um, the, the news that they've, they've let out, they've leaked about what's going to happen. There's going to be a kiss. Oh, there's going to be a So, apparently, two... Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. Thank you. Two yeah. men, they don't say which men, but two men are going to share a kiss. One of them is straight, but he kisses back. And then the other little bit of news? Uh, let's see here. Someone is pregnant. My oh. prediction, Derek. Right, Kristen? Yes, that's right. That was the funniest. I read that at work, and I literally busted out laughing at my dad. Oh, my gosh. Who do, <laughs> besides he's, Derek, who do you really He's such a man whore. Of course he's going to be the one who's pre- Oh, wait. He can't be. What? Oh, my gosh. I just oh, thought of something. What? Tell us. Uh, what if it's that ren- that other girl that um, we don't oh, care about? Oh, the redhead? Who, yes, who, who that we don't who care about. Jumped oh. in on the lawsuit? Yes. I think oh. it's uh, because they had that one night together. Yes, they what did. If it's Julia, who couldn't have children with her husband, but can but have. gets pregnant with Scotts. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe. Ooh, that would be that would be intriguing. That's my prediction. So don't ask me later. No. <laughs> okay, I think we need to move into predictions unless there's more news. Anyone? And now you're after Buzz TV. Oh, Sarah, have you got one? Um, quickly, I, quickly, quickly. Look Jimmy, at that clock. Jimmy uh, dies by a wild peacock who bites off his head. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think Jimmy's going to die. Here's what I do think, though. I think Scott is going to dump Julia. Uh oh. And because we keep getting this, um, I can't remember his name, but um, one of our one of our viewers who also tweets me said, Scott is playing Julia. Scott is playing Julia. Scott is playing Julia. He keeps going on and on about that. I can so see that. I think Scott is going to dump Julia, and that is going to be, he's going to shut down the show, and that's going to have, is how Hitlist is going to get to Broadway. Wow, that's a big one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The wheels were turning. <laughs> How do we think he's going to shut down the show, though? Well, I don't know. I, d- I don't know. He, he'll he'll come up with something crazy, though. <laughs> a contract that they'll or find something. in a box. Yeah, like in a right box on top. that Ella, Ellis sends in. From maybe Cleveland. he'll sleep with Tom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe that's the two guys uh, kissing. He'll sleep with Tom. And Scott get- and Tom? Yes. And just to get the show, he's another Alice. Plausible. <laughs> Marissa, do you have a prediction? Um, well, I'm not sure about Hitless going to Broadway, but I think if Scott's going to dump Julia, Julia, that Julia will go running to Tom, and they'll might they might you know um, make up and start Greg Gatsby. Oh, see, that oh, would be good. Maybe that they'll do some good. crowdfunding. That's it, like Leslie did. Kristen, do you have a <laughs> prediction? Um, I'm. Well, I, mine's half a prediction and half just a want, since 
the first episode is lace panties for Derek and Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Derek and Ivy. Both of them, of course. (laughs) Okay, and no more drug kisses. On that happy note, I think we are going to wrap it up. Kristen, I'm so glad that you were able to join us for at least some of the time today on the phone. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at KristenCarroll13. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. I'm at Kendra Cabasel. And you, Ms. Marissa? I'm at Serafini TV. And I am at Tamara Berg on Twitter. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. Thanks for sticking with us. We went a little long tonight. We had lots to talk about, especially me. And we will <laughs> see you next week for Smash. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.